Hello and welcome to the Piece of Candy podcast. I am Alex. And I'm Alex. Let's play that funky music, white boy. music thank you very much white boy now, you're welcome yeah so good to me will you take care of me when i'm old probably not oh. but you made the music anyway you're the funky white boy <gasps> you're right which kind of ties in with today's theme transgender books well actually there's not the main theme of transgender books <laughs> no. it's just kind of uh, yeah, there's so it's much the... happening in the book, but we are doing a book review. It has yeah. been a while, hasn't it? Mm, it's been a little, yeah. What was even the last book we did? Some nerd thing. So when was the last podcast we did? Yeah, that's true. It's, uh, <laughs> we've been taking a summer break. That's we have been, been taking doing. a summer hiatus <laughs> and drinking cider and lolloping through the sun-kissed fields of gold. Um, yeah. And drunk a night at mine house. <laughs> Anyway, today is book night. It and is. We are talking about fire. No, not fire study, but that's the last one in the series. Um, poison study. Poison study. Yes, we are talking about poison study, which is the first book in what was a series of three, um, but now she has since extended it um, into I think a couple of prequels and some sequels and. Um, a, a long side series as well with the glass um, series, but we will collectively the Chronicles of Ixia, is that right? Yes, Chronicles of Ixia. We'll call it that. I think that's what it's called anyway. But yeah, mm. Chronicles of Ixia. Um, as you might have guessed, it is set in a land called Ixia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I read, first read this book. When did this come out? This came out in two thousand and five. Hmm. Um, and I think I must have read this about 10 years. Yeah, about I probably read this in about 2010, um, okay. potentially. Uh, and I loved it. Oh, I absolutely loved it. It's been, it's been a while since I've actually picked up a book and properly read it from page to page. It's easy reading. You could, you could finish this bad boy in a day, two days uh, at a casual reading pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is just fluff. It is quite fluffy, <laughs> yeah, and, and easy reading. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's it's easy fantasy reading. Yeah, um, no, that that that's true. It's got a you know it's 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 got a good story and it keeps going. You know, it doesn't um it doesn't start slowing down too much at any point. No, um, you know, you just yeah you you. You just carry on with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. so I read this originally, and Alex has read this for the podcast. I've just um, read it. Just read it. <laughs> I, haven't read, I haven't read any of the any of the other books. I know, no. I know Alex. Alex is. I've read Alex all of them. The resident Ixia expert. Oh, yep. So yeah, tell us um, what were your kind of impressions and stuff it it did feel um 
there's that old expression, it's, it's an American expression, obviously, um, of the, the dime store romance. Uh, Sorry? The dime store romance or the dime store novel. Okay. So basically, um, yeah, it's a it's a cheap um, sort of throwaway novel that you buy sort of very cheaply, maybe for a dime. I suppose in the old days it would have been a dime, um, and you know just uh, mass mass produced um, easy reading, which and yeah that it that kind of how it felt to me. Um, not <laughs> mass produced probably isn't quite the right word for it, but. Um, yeah, as you said, not, very. It's not a very commonly known book. No, no, but yeah, it's sort of very easy reading, and you know, it's it. For me, it's yeah, it's quite a sort of just a sort of. Hmm. The trouble is, I did, <laughs> I did, I did, I did enjoy the novel, but it nothing particularly stood out for me um, from it. Okay, well, we'll walk us through the um, plot for us then. Spoiler okay. alerts. Spoiler alerts. Um, yeah. Well, the plot centres around uh, Elena, um, a young woman who's uh, just spent a year in the prison cells for uh, murdering a chap, and she is given the option to become the food taster for the commander, who is the sort of um, the ruler of the land, um, who sort of overtook the kingdoms. I think to, uh, sort of towards around the time Elena was born, um, or a little before, or a little afterwards. Yeah, around um, the time. And yeah, no. So she's instead of um, yeah, being sentenced to death, she becomes his permanent food taster, you know, as as um, as as a slave basically. Um, as a poison taster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To begin with, um, no, it's it's not uh, like the poison tasters who are sort of very well paid for their jobs um, and sort of she's expendable because of the danger. No, it's yeah, exactly because she's expendable, um, and they you know keep her around the around the castle using poison using another poison. That she has to take the, has to take a bit of the cure for every morning. Um, oh yeah, that's how they've uh, controlled her to stay. They've given them um, uh, Valak, mm-hmm. uh, who is yep. the chief of uh, security slash awesome assassin etc. Secret spy network um, aficionado and poisons master. Um, we can't take her under his ah, wing. Ah yes, the, the... A little bit. <laughs> the, um, the amazing Valak who can do no wrong. Isn't and he, he's dreamy? given her, and he's given her this mystical poison called butterfly dust, which is why, and she has to take an antidote for it every day, otherwise she will die. Yep, and that's how she's kept at the castle. Yep. And if you can't see a twist coming from the end of the book with that plot point, then <laughs> you're not very well versed at common storytelling tropes. Um, <laughs> so, what do you uh, think of Yelena as a character? Yelena, I do, I do, I did quite like her. She was, um, you know, it's a, it's a first person, first, told in first person from her perspective. Um, and I did, I did enjoy her. I occasionally found her a bit contrary. Um, you know, she'd be sort of, I'm sort of oh you know I'm you know these people are so friendly and I'm trying to be friendly and not hated but I can't make friends I'm a slave here I mustn't make friends but this guy's my friend can't make friends for God's sake <laughs> um and yeah and the way the way she back and forth with Valak because spoiler um the romance in the book is between her and her handler Valak um, oh my because 
<laughs> yeah, because because that's healthy. Um, what do you call it when you know people fall in love with their captors? Um, Stock, uh, Stockholm syndrome. That's the one. Yep, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, because yeah, because that's healthy. <laughs> that, mm, that's yep. that's a healthy trait for the uh, protagonist of a novel to have. If uh, Beauty and <laughs> the Beast can do it, so can Elena. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess. Um, and then right. you've got, and then you've got the yeah. Then you've got the very contrary character of Commander Ambrose, although. Commander Ambrose's character being contrary um, uh, in a twist plot point at the end makes a lot of sense. Dun, dun, dun. Um, dun, dun, dun. Um, and yeah, no, she's 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 a good she's a good sort of narrator. But I did find the problems I have with her are more sort of the problems I have with the storytelling of the book in general. In that um, she beca- at some points she becomes. A, her own kind of unreliable narrator, because um, I don't I don't know if um, I'll be interested um, to hear, see if you um, if you say this this continues in the rest of the series or you know it's um, you know Miss Snyder may have um, may have improved her writing style you know this is the first book in the series, but I did find that the um, the plot would suddenly jump from one t- sentence to the next. There'd be you'd be in quite a detailed scene, um, and you know having a paragraph about the description of something, and then a sentence later, she's you know on the other side of the castle doing something completely different. Um, it's like oh, but there's no intervening, sort of, and then I left the room. Um, it's oh. like nope, just finish that bit, and I'm over here now. I didn't notice that. I just there was a couple of points where it sort of felt. Quite jarring. I think there's one point, um, quite far towards the end of the book, when uh, she she's kidnapped by by the baddies of the story, okay. <laughs> or she's captured by the baddies of the story, and um, she she decides, oh well, uh, I'll get out of this by uh, tricking my guards. Um, she says to the guards, oh, I need to I need to take a bath. So the guards take the prisoner to have a bath. Um, because the prisoner asked Tapa Bath. Anyway, yeah. skipping over that, um, there's a point where um, when she yes, when she's escaping from this this current castle, um, she she's in the bath and it goes from her um, picking a lock and then taking out a guard on the other side of the door, and then suddenly she's in the forest outside where she stashed her pack earlier on. It's like wait. Where, where, how did you jump from there to there? Huh. I mean, it does, it does say sort of before that she knows this castle because this is where she was um, brought up and tortured before in in her backstory. Um, but yeah, she's suddenly she's suddenly outside and um, you know a long way from the castle. So maybe maybe that that kind of jump sort of happens less frequently. Um, I would, in, uh, I, you know, I wouldn't know because it's nothing, not something I've picked up on, unfortunately. Ah. Well, no, it's just I noticed that uh, there, there are at least two or three times in the book where it sort of it seemed like quite a severe jump from one section to the other, and then also there was sort of the opposite as well. In I found in the chapter breaks, um, there'd be one chapter would end and the next would begin, and it was the exact same scene, just another thing happening. 
<laughs> and then and and then you get a page into that chapter, and there would be the point where you'd think, oh no, this is where you should have had the chapter break because she went from there to somewhere else, and now she's in another part of the castle doing something else. So why why did you change the chapter there? Yeah, that kind of does ring a bell. I mean, it's been a while since I've actually physically read um, the book. Yeah. Um. But that does ring a bell. So I don't know. Maybe it was her first proper novel. Yeah, um, you know, by I, I, the Snyder, hmm. um, or one of her earlier works. Um, yes, yeah, so that's but, I've, I've not researched her. I don't know sort of what else she's she's written other than the Ixia series. Mainly, uh, it is mainly the Ixia um, books that she has, and she's yeah. got a couple of um, other series as well. But it is me Ixia is her main, um, well, say forte. Um, oh, also, enough. don't forget these these books are designed for pre teenagers. They're not looking yes, at no, being no. complicated. No, that's the thing. I you know I totally understand. It's yeah, it's it's the it's the the uh, young fantasy audience um, that these books are going for, and you know there's fine nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, no, I just find yeah that that th- those were just a couple of the um, those I think were my two main complaints with the the structure right of the book. Um, yeah. But um, certainly in, in terms of the overall story, um, you know, it was fairly well paced. There was never a point where it slowed down too much. Um, there was always um, always something else, something going on. Um, occasionally you would have um, have uh, some sort of biggish time jumps. Like I think when she starts training with Ari and Janko, yeah. um, there'd be, you know, suddenly it would be three weeks later. But that's fine because, you know, there'll be, you know, a throwaway sort of thing about uh, how the training's carried on and how she's kept on researching this or that um but uh, but yeah and uh, but you know it doesn't mean you have sort of there's no sort of big long sections of her brooding in her room very much which is good um which is good yeah and she uh, seems you know, and, not too broody a person considering she's been in prison captured as a child yeah. imprisoned yeah. raped, uh, tortured, <laughs> etc. And now she's being forced to um, potentially die every time she takes tastes uh, the meal of the yeah. commander. Um, <laughs> she seems pretty upbeat. <laughs> um, but yeah, getting briefly back to the plot, which we're kind of straight off of. <laughs> oh, sorry, yes. Well, <laughs> um, well... So yeah, she's been taken under the wing by uh, Valak, who is training her to be Poison master, taster, and etc. etc. There's this really mean housekeeper who just is a is a bitch for some reason. Don't really know why. It's not really explained, but she's a cunt, um, especially to y- Yelena. Then, as it progresses, she does start developing feelings for him, and then he starts developing feelings for her. Um, it's, again, that's not really kind of described, but it kind of works. I'm not really looking too much into it. Don't forget, this is just <laughs> trash and fluff, and this is what teenagers want to hear. Oh, yay, you sexy man. Um, then they... Oh, remember the bad, the, um, bad guy's name? All I can see is General well, Brazel. Well, there was General Brazel, who um, was the person who originally sort of uh, was torturing her, um, and his son Rayad was the one that she killed, and she was imprisoned for killing. It all happened in that um, castle. 
and uh, then Brazel starts hanging out seemingly with this uh, Mogcan guy who turns out is an evil wizard. Ooh! Um, and, and in they... the land of Ixia, all magic is banned, punishable yeah. by death. Yes, the commander, um, yeah, uh, banned it. And also, because it turns out that Yelena is a wizard, or sort of. Um, magician, she, I think, what they're called. Oh, ma- ma- magician, yeah. But she, but she has sort of... She has magic powers. She, yeah. So far, you know, it's it's only really manifest very much in this book as danger sensing powers ah. and and a bit of uh, and a bit of mind going into ness. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no. For the, anyway, um, yeah. So this Modcan guy comes up with an uh, with a plan to uh, get the commander addicted to this sort of special magic drug, um, which is hidden called. inside these special chocolates. It's a weird name. These um, these sort of funny chocolate-style treats. Um, that, um, it's meant to be a delicacy. Yeah, because it is chocolate. But what she uses in this book is she uses the Latin name for it. I see. Um, I can't remember what it was now. Some sort of chocolate melty in the mouth balls. Um. I can't remember what they called it. That was like cocoa <laughs> or something or. Yeah. Um, ridiculous like that, but yeah, you get, you get the, they get all of the governors of the districts and the commander addicted to to chocolate. <laughs> yep, and it's magic chocolate, which makes them more suggestible to magic and mind influencing. Um, so, uh, yes, eventually the, these guys um, hatch their plan to um, kidnap the commander and then get the commander to declare uh, General Brazel his successor. Thea Brommer. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Theo Brommer. Nice. Um, Carry on. <laughs> get the general to declare, um, yes, General Brazel his successor. But yep. um, Yelena, who is captured at the same time as the commander, manages to escape from Brazel's castle because that's where she was sort of brought up and tortured, so she knows her way about. Um, and then she, Ari and Janko, these two soldiers who have been training her in self-defence... Oh, yeah. Valak, um, sort of storm and assault and uh, rescue the general and uh, stop the evil wizard Mogcan. But it's not um, over yet. But it's not over yet um, because they've they've basically it seems like they've brain deaded the commander. Yeah. Um, so Yelena uses her magician powers to go into the commander's mind and find. Um, find where his consciousness has gone to if it still exists yeah it does still exist but uh dun dun dun, dun. dun. commander ambrose is actually a woman yeah or he he was born a woman um yeah he was born uh, a woman and um which is you know meant to be sort of it's meant to mirror yeah his contrary nature because the commander he has all these very strict rules um so when he took over the country um but he's also Sort of in general, he has these very strict rules, but whenever he's dealing with people personally, he always seems very reasonable, and always trying to work toward toward you know coming up with compromises that uh, you know end up being good for everyone. Yeah. Um, he's basically not almost equivalent of a Marxist. Uh, well, I suppose he kind of is with his backstory. Did he tell the backstory in Poison Study? Um. 
most of it, I think, yes. He's, yeah. um, his family's, um, his family's basically taken advantage of by magicians, and they're from a diamond mining town? I think so. Valak's backstory? No, yeah, I'm from a diamond mining town, because before it was all, you know, rich with the rich mm. money and the poor with no money, and his family was very poor, and I think they killed his brother or something. Um, mm. And then he or she became training, and then basically took over everybody and said, right, let's get shit sorted. Yeah, started a, a rebellion, got rid of all all the evil magicians. And um, queens. One over Valak, who was a spy assassin at the time, mm. um, became Commander Ambrose's right-hand man. And yeah, and yes, it's a kind of it's a kind of communism set up that uh, they have in in the kingdom now. Well, not a kingdom anymore. Um, no, they've divided it into very equal districts, and everyone has a uniform for a very specific job. Um, yes. And I tell you what, in this book, it does sound almost, well, for lack of a better word, very Nazi-like. Everyone has very strict rules of what you're doing mm. when you're doing it. Um, and then everyone's got a specific uniform for a specific job. Everyone has a job. And now this is very starkly contrasted in the second book, um, very briefly, when they go back to Yelena's homeland of Sitia, mm -hmm. which is where magic users roam freely. They've got a magic college, which she does go to in the end. Um, but when they go to the capital, where the college is, she's going around the city. And for the first time, she sees homeless people and beggars. Mm. Um, and, and she asks, oh, who are these people? Why, why do they not have jobs or, or money? Why they cannot eat? And they said, well, have you not seen a beggar before? And she replies, well, well, no. Everyone has a job and food in Ixia. Mm. So in that aspect, it was like, oh. Communism, everybody. Communism. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone turned communism. If only, um, that, if only it worked that way in yeah. real life with communism. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought that was really kind of fascinating how she, it's, it's yeah, the way it's built does look quite strict and quite rule rule loving and very unbending or you can have the freedom of Sitia but life's not going to be potentially not as great yeah yeah, that's that, that's an interesting concept. I I I'd sort of guessed that that sort of slightly where it was going to go because it's mm. only from the map in the front of the book that you get. Yeah, this okay. nice ordered Ixia and this higgledy piggledy Sitia at the bottom. <laughs> um, but yeah, she does have contact with one of the magic users as well. She is in Ixia because she's trying to hide her magic um, powers, but they kind of keep exploding out of her mm -hmm. and so what the magic users have detected her they've come along and said well we might as well kill you because we can't train you so we're just going to kill you but does, um, yeah I'm, I'm interested in sort of learning more about the rules of magic in this world because it seems very unusual to have um to say oh you know wizards are you know they're they're pretty rare but they're not totally uncommon Oh, but if a single wizard doesn't get proper training and goes bananas, then magic will explode out of them at one point and it'll sort of tear a hole in the fabric of magic, which will last for years and years. And it's like, really? 
if a single magician doesn't get the entire proper training, it <laughs> makes doesn't make a huge amount of sense to me. But all right. <laughs> but okay then. Um, yeah, the way they've described magic is almost a little bit like the Force, but not quite. Mm. Um, but they kind of describe it as just a fabric that covers the entire Earth, and that you draw on a thread of that fabric to mm. make magic because if you pull on too many of those threads then you'll cause a hole which is the um the exploding magic exploding you'll leave a hole in the fabric yeah yeah that's kind of how it's explained <laughs> 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 cool uh. cool man isn't it <laughs> sure dude whatever man <laughs> Yeah. So did you have a favorite character? Um, hmm. I did like Ari and Janko sort of yeah. together. The I felt they were—they are the slightly the comic relief, and they're meant to be the sort of oh, here's the you know the the gay shipping couples like yay. Well, I mean, I mean, go for it or don't. You know, don't don't tease us. Um, well, it's kind of just a bromance. Yeah, I guess. I, I saw yeah. it as a bromance. I didn't really get the gay vibe. I just did see it. Oh, they're just really, really good buddies. Mm. Maybe they slip it in every now and again. But... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I spoke to uh, uh, Danny, a, a mutual friend of ours, who, oh, yeah. um, who'd who also read, read read the book, and he was like, oh, yeah, Arya Jenko, they're so gay. It's like, um, oh, okay. At this point, I'd only just met the characters, so I didn't really know anything about them. Oh. I was like, okay, well, let's see how gay they get. <laughs> no, they don't get gay at all. Mm. <laughs> no, they're just really good commando buddies. Mm. Ari's kind of know. more serious than Yanko. Yeah, they're all right. I think maybe that's part of my problem is that there wasn't a particular character that really sprung out to me. I mean, I did, I did enjoy Elena. I liked her internal monologue. Um, but yeah, I. I didn't totally sympathise with her all the time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think <laughs> I think I just found yeah, Valak is just sort of too Mister Perfect in a way. Um, <laughs> so Valak can seem to do he can do no wrong, and oh, he tracked Yelena with you know, you know, covered himself in leaves, and you know, oh, ah. and, oh, and he's got he's got a skin tight black spider suit that he can crawl up and down the castle in. Um, I mean, he does. really? Uh, all right then. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's possibly part of my problem. Um, I enjoyed—I forget the name of him. I enjoyed the cook. Um, Rand. Although, Rand, that's it. Um, then, oh no, he's a traitor. He's so. a traitor for I don't know coffee or something. I don't know. I. Uh, yeah, because he he doesn't like the commander and he does he doesn't like communism. He's trying to he's secretly fighting communism. Yeah, he's a royalist. Although he's really doing it to pay off his gambling debts. So yeah, oh, I remember that now. Yeah, they <laughs> paid him after so he can pay off his gambling debts. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I I enjoyed his character, but he again sort of everyone was. I don't know if I think almost every character, almost all the good characters who were fleshed out were quite contrary. Um, I guess there was um, oh there was the uh, sort of warrior lady who trained with um, Elena, Yari and Janko 
Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I forget her name. Um, I forget her name as well. But it was, sure. you know, cool. She was, she was pretty cool and training with a bow staff, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I like a good bow staff in this. <laughs> Everyone's got one. So, what, what characters do I have to look forward to in future books? If I could remember them, <laughs> I would tell you. Who am I going to love when I get on to, uh, to the next one? Uh, the headmistress. The headmistress, okay. The headmistress is pretty cool. She's pretty awesome. She's pretty badass as well. If memory serves, cr- yeah. if memory serves correctly, I'm, I'm, I don't know if she yeah. turns out to be the bad guy or not. But I'm pretty sure she's not. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, look forward to that in Magic Study. Ah, that's right, Magic Study. Coming to a podcast near you, I don't know, maybe Maybe sometime. next. No, no. <laughs> if I can persuade you to read the next one, <laughs> well, I'm choosing the next book. I don't know <gasps> what it'll be, but I'm choosing it. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. But yeah, um, it's all very much just a, a romp of yeah, mystery and a little bit of romance, a little bit of danger, a little bit of fantasy, a little bit of magic. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Oh, it's... Gonna... Sorry. No, no, carry on. I was I was going to start doing a wrap-up. Oh, right. <laughs> you thought of something else. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I'm going to very briefly come back to um, Ambrose's character. Now, mm. as I was reading it, it wasn't until the past couple of years that I actually realised how kind of before this, this time this book actually was it's talking about transgender it, it's the the commander is a woman about is, is a man um who was born a woman who feels that she needed to be a man well, that it is was the, only... the character's um character i mean well it was only published in 2005 yeah i mean 12 years ago. Yeah, um, I mean, at that point, I suppose it was kind of coming to the foreground, but heck of a not as it much is now. Um, well, possibly. Yeah. I mean... Um, yeah, if, you think, if you think how old you were in, two, in 2005, how really aware are you of the whole transgender thing? Well, I, 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 think, I, I think I was quite aware of it. Um, but, you know, it's... It, it, Perhaps uh, you know it wasn't wasn't necessarily called transgender back then. Um, no, you know, it was still, it was still, probably still be called transsexual, and then before then before that transvestite. Um, yeah, but um, but I, I you know it's still not necessarily a a, a new idea. It's it no I I admit I'm I'm very pleased that um that it has that kind of character in it. Um, I mean, how many and... really books have you read with a transgender character in it? <laughs> you know um i have read uh there's a very good novel called um the two pearls of wisdom um which is all about um dragons and spirits and that sort of thing um <laughs> in a in a sort of fake middle eastern uh mid- middle eastern fantasy world um and uh that has a couple of transgender characters in it funnily enough um oh good so uh, it's is that something we see in a lot of literary, especially like I say, for that kind of kind of time, no, and especially yeah, no, in the no. age group that is aimed at. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Yeah, no, no, it's it's like no, you you are right. I suppose yes for um for it, in terms of a young person novel, um it's um it's 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 certainly forward thinking. Yes, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, definitely forward forward thinking. Mm. But yeah, I like it. I like it. Just, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that you no, you're 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 right for the for the time. Um, Damn right. Years. <laughs> um, that's it. So yeah, if you feel like what we've rambled on about, <laughs> um, yeah, go go check it out yourself. If you like it even more, go check out Magic Study. If you like that, go check out um, Fire Study. If you like that, do not read <laughs> any of the Opal series. It it will burn your eyes. Okay. Yeah. If you think this series is contrary, <laughs> wait till you see Opal. I see. Who or what is Opal? You you meet Opal actually in Magic Study um, because okay. the whole compromise, com, um, the whole thing with Magic Study and Fire Study mm. is that there are these evil magician wizard guys who are blood magicians or whatever, and they're stealing people's souls and I don't know, turning them into vegetables to to uh, give them strength, increase their power, I suppose. Mm. Okay. And her opal sister was captured and killed. Right. I think opal was and, tortured and fed to the but, vegetables. Yeah, but, but opal wasn't <laughs> killed, but she was tortured and raped. Uh, and then in her series, she seems to be a common theme for these. Uh... It does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> for these heroines. Um, and then in her se- her books, she falls in love with a great guy called, I think he's called Kale or something, or Gale. I don't know, he's some um, weather magician. Um, but then she kind of meets this other guy. Um, and then it's like her, it's actually her, her rapist, who who's like the evil guy who right. escaped. And then she ends up falling in love with him. And leaving oh. Gale for this guy, and then at the end of the books, it's she's because she's got three books as well. In the last book, they end up happily married with the guy who tortured and captured and raped her. He's a changed uh. person now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't read well, any of those books. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, folk: rape, Stockholm syndrome, and communism. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, Maria V. Snyder. Should we rate this book? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, for all the reasons previously stated, I'm going to give this uh, 30 pieces of candy out oh, of 42. Nice, nice. Um, I'm actually going to give it the same. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely by far not the perfect novel or story. <laughs> it is trashy. Not even trashy because it's fantasy. Yeah. Um, it's- it's, it's, it's a good bit of fantasy fun. It's a good bit of fantasy. It's a nice romp um, through a different fantasy world. It's such easy reading. I, You do get some really good imagery, actually, from her writing. She's got a great yeah. descriptive style. I was the, in those books, um, I could have, and I could picture everything. Mm. Um, if you just want to get lost for a couple of hours, pick up some Poison Study, yeah. give it a go. And, you know, it's, it ain't no Tolkien. There's not any endless poetry. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so via the website, which is pieceofcandypodcast.wordpress.com. You can listen to all our old episodes there and leave us comments and uh, mm. let us know what you thought of those episodes or this episode. And, but is there uh, yeah. something that you want us to review? Mm. Yep, do let us know. We'd uh, we'd love to have a, a listener suggestion. Absolutely. Mm. But, uh, and that, and uh, until next time, who knows yep. that will be? <laughs> Hopefully not as long as this one. Summer is mm. sadly coming to a close. <gasps> oh, um, no. Oh, no. So out goes, in goes the cider, and hymns, <laughs> and out comes the mead and whiskey. <laughs> sure. Oh, remember everybody, don't get cooked, stay off the hook. Bye. Bye now. <laughs>